today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The trial of Jesus before the religious authorities was illegal on many counts according to the Jewish laws. The Jewish leaders broke several of their own laws in the trial. One author that I read said that they broke 22 laws in the trial of Jesus before the religious authorities, 22 of their own laws. After the religious trial, the religious leaders, the Sanhedrin, they brought Jesus to Pontius Pilate to hand him over to Pontius Pilate. Today, Pastor Dan will be explaining how the Pharisees and religious leaders were so jealous of Jesus that they broke their own laws in order to deliberately find him guilty. Jesus was perfect in every way. He broke no laws, yet those who were supposed to be examples of godliness were the ones who wanted him dead. This is why the Bible warns constantly against religious hypocrisy and vain rituals. God desires your heart, not religious ceremonies and rules. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 18 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Today we're just going to look at the trial before Pontius Pilate. And remember as we're looking at this, that Jesus offered himself willingly, voluntarily. He's not a victim here. It's not that his, uh, his ministry has been, been derailed. This has always been the plan. That Jesus would offer himself for our sins. That he would lay down his life for us as a substitutionary sacrifice. And he would stand in our place and take our punishment and our penalty that we owed so that we can be forgiven and reconciled to God. And as we look at this passage, we look at Jesus' trial before Pilate, and then his trial before Herod Antipas, I think one thing that really stands out in this trial before the Roman authorities is that even though Jesus was on trial, in another sense, he wasn't on trial at all. It was the Roman authorities that were on trial. It was Pilate that was on trial. It was Antipas that was on trial before Jesus. You know, the Bible tells us that we will all stand before Jesus Christ one day. Every one of us and give an account. will be judged and He will be our judge. And those who have received Jesus Christ by faith and trusted Him for salvation, they will be accepted by Him. Those who have rejected Jesus Christ will be rejected by Him. But Jesus Christ is the judge. We don't judge Jesus. Jesus judges us. He's the judge. And so we see in verse 28 now, then they, that would be the Sanhedrin, the religious leaders, kind of the religious supreme court, then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the praetorium, and it was early morning, but they themselves did not go into the praetorium lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. And in our our study last week, I pointed out that the trial of Jesus before the religious authorities was illegal on many counts according to the Jewish laws. The Jewish leaders broke several of their own laws in the trial. One author that I read 
said that they broke 22 laws in the trial of Jesus before the religious authorities. 22 of their own laws. After the religious trial, the religious leaders, the Sanhedrin, they brought Jesus to Pontius Pilate to hand him over to Pontius Pilate. Luke's account tells us that the whole Sanhedrin came to Pontius Pilate and brought Jesus to Pontius Pilate. So all that were present at his religious trial now, uh, they, they brought Jesus to Pilate. So it was, you know, it was an official action. This is, a, you know, this is the religious leaders of Israel coming together, coming as one bringing Jesus to Pontius Pilate, to the Roman authorities. And the reason they brought Jesus to the Roman authorities was because the Jews no longer had the power of execution. They could no longer put people to death. The Romans took that authority away from them, uh, and so they no longer had the power of capital punishment. We'll talk about that more in a few minutes in the passage. Uh, And the Jewish leaders, they wanted Jesus dead. So they brought Jesus to Pilate, and as we'll see, they they trumped up some charges against Jesus, and they demanded his execution. Now, when they brought Jesus to Pontius Pilate, those religious leaders also broke another law of their own laws by bringing Jesus to Pontius Pilate. According to their own Jewish laws, uh, you never handed over a fellow Jew to the Romans for execution. It was a very serious offense. Uh, In fact, uh, to deliver a fellow Jew into the hands of the Romans for execution was considered, in Jewish opinion, a transgression of such great magnitude that it was unforgivable. The Jews themselves considered this an unforgivable sin, to hand over a fellow Jew to the Romans. Or an execution. In fact, listen to this. In their writings, it says, and this is a quote, uh, if the Romans ever surround a city and say, quote, give us one from among you and we will kill him, and if you do not, we will kill all of you, even if all of you may be killed, you shall not hand over a single soul from Israel to the Romans. This is their law. And so handing over Jesus uh, to Pilate just shows the, the depth of their hatred for Jesus. You know, hatred is a very powerful emotion. Hatred will make you do things uh, that under other circumstances you would never do. Uh, ha- hatred will cause you to uh, do things that are wrong, that you know are wrong. Uh, you'll lose all sense of reason and, 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 and morality and right and wrong when you're blinded by hatred. And these religious leaders, they're blinded by their hatred for Jesus. They want to see him dead. And so they're willing to hand him over, a fellow Jew, to the Romans so that the Romans can execute him. Verse 28 again says, They led Jesus to a place called the Praetorium. The Praetorium was the headquarters of the Roman governor while he was in Jerusalem. Pontius Pilate was the Roman governor at this time. His official headquarters were in a place called Caesarea Maritima, or Caesarea by the Sea. It's a beautiful city that was located on the shores of the Mediterranean Sea. But during the Jewish feasts, Pontius Pilate would go up to Jerusalem during the feasts to be a presence there in the city and to keep 
you know, law and order in the city during the Jewish feasts. And when uh, Pilate was in Jerusalem, he would stay in the praetorium. He would stay in these headquarters that were actually built by Herod the Great. Remember Herod the Great from the Christmas story? Uh, and Herod the Great had built this huge complex there in Jerusalem. Uh, and Pilate would go and he would stay in that palace that Herod the Great built. I have a picture for you just to give you a visual. Uh, you can see, you see the buildings right here in the foreground. You've got this one here. You've got a matching one towards the top left-hand corner. That whole thing is the palace. The two matching buildings. Pontius Pilate would stay in one, and Herod Antipas would come to Jerusalem, and he would stay in the other. And so when we read in the other Gospels that Pilate sent Antipas, or sent Jesus to Antipas, he's just sending him across the courtyard to the other building. So they're staying next to each other in this huge complex, complex, this palace that Herod the Great built there in Jerusalem. If you looked in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, that, that's the city wall of the city of Jerusalem, which is important to our story uh, that we're going to look at here in a few minutes. And if you look in the upper right-hand corner, that's, that's the temple. So they, you remember the religious leaders, they have their trial uh, in the hall of judgment in the temple, and now they bring Jesus over to Pontius Pilate, who is staying in this palace here in one of those buildings in the palace, and Herod Antipas is in uh, the, other, the other palace. This is the praetorium. Um, what's interesting, if you want to keep that picture up, about 30 years before the trial of Jesus, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. And they went to Herod the Great at that palace. And they asked Herod the Great, where can we find the one born, the king of the Jews? And here it is 30 years later, and Jesus will be condemned there for being the king of the Jews. The very same place. Isn't that interesting? I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, now, Jesus is brought to this place. Verse 28, we're told, they brought Jesus to the praetorium, uh, but they themselves did not go into the praetorium, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. So they didn't, they didn't go into that praetorium. They didn't go into the palace. They didn't go into the Roman headquarters lest they be defiled, lest they become ceremonially unclean and therefore unable to eat the Passover meal. And you might be thinking, wait a minute, didn't they eat the Passover meal the night before? Wasn't that the Last Supper? Yes. This is referring to a special meal that the priests would share the day after the Passover. They would have a morning sacrifice and then they would have a meal just for the priests the day after the Passover. Entering into the praetorium would make them ceremonially unclean because it was a Gentile home, and so they didn't go in. They stayed outside and, and, and uh, just to keep themselves clean. So it's amazing to me that uh, they were careful to observe the ceremonial law while they're condemning the Son of God, that they're concerned about that. You know, the sixth commandment is thou shall not murder. The ninth commandment is thou shall not bear false witness. 
The tenth commandment is you shall not covet or envy. They broke those commandments when they bring Jesus to Pilate to be executed. And yet their concern about becoming ceremonially unclean and defiling themselves so that they would not be allowed to eat the Passover. That's hypocrisy. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And you can just see the depth of the depravity of their hearts that they're concerned about becoming ceremonially unclean so they can't have a meal later in the day while they're killing an innocent man. That's how, that's how wicked the heart can be. So verse 29, because they would not go into the praetorium, Pilate went out to them. And look carefully at verse 29. Look at Pilate's question. Pilate then went out to them and said, what accusation do you, do you bring against this man. He, he's, this is, a, uh, you know, this is a, a civil trial. So he says, what accusations do you make against him? State your case. What accusations do you make against this defendant? And look at their answer in verse 30. They answered and said to him, if he were not an evildoer, we would have not delivered him up to you. Pilate says, state your accusations against the defendant. And they say, oh, he's a real evil guy. If he wasn't evil, we wouldn't have brought him. He, he's, he's a real bad criminal. That's why we, we brought him to you. They don't really have an accusation. Because Jesus hasn't done anything. He's without sin. He hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't done anything deserving of death. And so they don't have really an accusation they can bring. They just say, hey, he's guilty. We're just telling you he's guilty. He's a real bad dude. That's why we brought him to you. So Pilate, what Pilate does is Pilate just tries to dismiss them. I mean, there's no formal accusation. Well, then there's no, there's no trial. Case dismissed. So look at verse 31. Then Pilate said to them, you take him and judge him according to your law. You take him and judge him according to your law. Now the Romans generally allowed the Jews to rule over themselves in religious matters. The Jews just didn't get involved in, in religious disputes. And Pilate here seems to think, well, this is just some kind of religious disagreement they've got over doctrine. You guys go settle this according to your own law. I'm not getting involved in it. And then look at verse 31. Therefore the Jews said to him, it is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This is why they really came. They want Jesus dead. And they don't have the authority to put anyone to death. This is, this is really what they're seeking from Pilate. They want Pilate to condemn him to death. It's not lawful for them at this point to put anyone to death. As I mentioned earlier, uh, the, the Roman government in Rome had, had voted to revoke 
the, the Sanhedrin's power to impose capital punishment on someone. Uh, and we're told historically, according to the Talmud, uh, that, that Rome revoked the power of capital punishment 40 years before the temple was destroyed. We know the temple was destroyed in 70 AD. So if you back it up 40 years, that takes you to about 30 AD is when Rome revoked the power of capital punishment from the Sanhedrin. That's just before the trial of Jesus. In fact, some scholars believe that, it, that Jesus was tried in 30 AD, that it's the same year. So maybe just a few months before this, the Romans removed the authority to execute people from the Jews. Now look at verse 32. They say it is not lawful for us to put anyone to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, signifying by what death he would die. When the Jewish authorities had the power to execute people before it was taken away, the Jews executed people by stoning them to death. The Romans executed by crucifixion. When Jesus talked about his coming death, he would tell his disciples, we're going up to Jerusalem, I'm going to be arrested, I'm going to be handed over to the Gentiles, and I'll be crucified and buried and resurrected. Jesus always talked about his death by crucifixion. On several occasions, he told his disciples that he would be crucified in Jerusalem, that he would die at the hands of the Romans. So, so think about this. At, at, just, at just the right time, God moved the Roman Senate in Rome to vote to take away the power of execution from the Sanhedrin so Jesus would die according to his prophecies about his death. Not by stoning, but by crucifixion. It's all under God's control. It's all under God's control. God controlled the outcome so Jesus would pay for your sins and my sins on the cross. And that he would be buried, and the third day he would rise again, resurrected to life. So now it's at this point, they don't have an accusation. Pontius Pilate just tries to dismiss them, say, hey, you, you guys go settle this by your own laws. And they say, hey, we, we don't have the authority, we don't have the power to put him to death. And it's at this point that that Luke's gospel tells us the religious leaders realized Pilate wants formal accusations against Jesus, so they made up three accusations against him. If you're a note taker, Luke chapter 23, verse 2. Luke 23, 2 says, they began to accuse him, and here's the three accusations. We found this man perverting the nation forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. So their first accusation is he's perverting the nation. He's plotting against the nation. That's what that means. The second accusation they made against Jesus is he's telling people not to pay their taxes to Caesar. Now, is that true? No, not at all. In fact, the opposite is true. If you remember, the religious leaders came to Jesus and they asked Jesus, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And Jesus said, who has a coin? He got a coin. He showed them the coin. 
And he said, whose image and inscription is on this coin? And the religious leader said, Caesar's. And then Jesus said, well, then give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. You're made in the image of God. You should give your life to God. Caesar made this coin. If he's asking for his coin back, give him his coin back. Pay your taxes, in other words. Jesus told them to pay their taxes. So this is a false accusation that he's telling people not to pay their taxes to Caesar. And the third thing they accuse him of is they accuse him of saying he's a king. He's a king, so he's competition for Caesar. So that, those, are the, those are the formal accusations they make against Jesus before Pilate. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again. Remember, I showed you the gate, where the gate was located. He came out to speak to the Jewish leaders because they won't come in. Now he goes back into the praetorium to speak to Jesus in verse 33. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again. He called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Verse 34, Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this? Or did others tell you this concerning me? See what Jesus just did there? He just turned the tables on Pilate. Now Pilate is the one on trial. And Jesus says to Pilate, in essence, are are you asking me if I'm the king of the Jews for yourself because you want to know who I am? Or are you asking me because others told you this about me? This is kind of like when the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? Because only God's good. What is Jesus saying to that rich young ruler? Are you, are you saying I'm God and that's why you're calling me good? Because only God's good. Here to Pilate, he says, are, are, are you asking me because you really want to know who I am? Is, is, is that why? Is that why you're asking me? He's saying this to Pilate. Jesus wants to reveal himself to people. Even people like Pontius Pilate. He wants wants us to know him. He wants us to, to know who he is. He wants us to have a relationship with him. And Jesus will reveal himself to anyone who is genuinely seeking him and wants to know him. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, the Lord says, Those who seek me diligently, that's important, Those who seek me diligently will find me. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 29 says, You will find him if you seek him with all your heart. That's the key. And with all your soul. If you really want to know Jesus, if you seek him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, he'll reveal himself to you. He wants you to know him. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your Savior. He wants to have a relationship with you. And if you seek Him genuinely, diligently, He will reveal Himself to you. If you don't seek Him diligently, if you're half-hearted about it, then guess what? He's not going to reveal Himself to you. He asked me how I know And I say Brings truer than the finest crystal Today you've been hearing from Pastor Dan about the book of John one of the four accounts of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This gospel book details the Son of God's time on earth, what He did, and how He changed lives. It also gives you an opportunity to have a changed life as well. 
Are you ready to give your life to Christ and be forgiven of your sins? We'd love to tell you more about this and pray with you if you're ready to take a step of faith. Give us a call here at Ring of Truth. Our number is 410-491-4592. That's 410-491-4592. We'd also like to encourage you to find and begin attending a church regularly. If you're in the Baltimore, Washington area, you're invited to join us here at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just a few minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. To find out more about what you can expect and to get directions and service times, please visit our website, calvaryec.com. At our website, you can also enjoy more of Pastor Dan Sexton's teachings from the Gospel of John or explore his other message series. Again, that website is calvaryec.com. That's all we have for today. Thanks for tuning in to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize